0: What is good? Welcome to a new episode of the Panties in the Mouth podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Malafrino, with as always... Nate Nathan-
1: Marshall.
0: Yeah, Nathan, you're Marshall.
1: Go off so bad. You're trying oh, to yeah. be
0: so you bad. You're trying to be professional because we have a real guest this time. And uh, that guest <laughs> himself is the one and only Mike Cannon. Mike, how you doing, man?
2: I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, what constitutes as real? Do you typically have like flesh bots or some sort of sexual yeah. dumpster? sitting
1: in we, we just have buddies who we don't respect and, <laughs> yeah. we just and, have but we
0: just have buddies who we think like you know we'll just well because that's what you're supposed to do when in actuality me and nate just want to sit here and get real deep on like conspiracies and yeah fucking porn stars butts and stuff like that,
1: <laughs> that's what we, that those are the <laughs> topics we excel at
2: <laughs> that's, that's the, like, the scope of the show <laughs> hell yeah we really yeah we,
0: we really do try to we try to get real fucking like topical and sound like we know something and then it just right. evolves into being like yo wayfair's fucking weird dude
2: <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think i mean you know that way for that wayfair thing 10 grand for both an armoire and a child is a full-blown steal like oh, dude, it, it's, it's it's a, a deal. deal that's a, a baby goes for like a quarter million bucks
0: i laughed when i saw that because i was like i like i think i saw like one of them was forty thousand dollars and i was just like man that's expensive for a kid and i'm like is it and now you have to go into a a, a sector of your mind where you're trying to decide how much a child should cost and that's then just-
2: that's like a group home kid like that's that's the low level that's no parents yeah exactly just no <laughs> not free them. not a free-range child that's been totally restricted most of its life
1: <laughs> that's a kid that's happy to be owned yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least that, that's its
2: first trip ever outside of its basement is the uh, shipping container to baltimore
0: <laughs> yeah he's like i may get my face fucked every day but i got a race car bed so <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta weigh. you gotta weigh out the options
2: yeah Otherwise, you know, in my other country it was nails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you uh you used to you used to host a conspiracy podcast, right?
2: Yeah, dude, for three years.
0: And just then took,
2: just took ear beatings. <laughs> <laughs> Did it get too it just it got too far? It, no, it's not even too far because we we like, I mean, this is also at maybe the most destructive part of my life, like drinking wise and substance abuse wise. So I was like, you know, running into this podcast, damn near blackout drunk screaming at a conspiracy theorist for an hour a week. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but we got, you know, we talked about Sandy Hook. We talked about Boston Marathon, like 9-11, like we got into the really dark shitty ones that nobody really wants to talk about what killed it was the one of the hosts just became a staunch flat earther and oh. so and so every conversation we were like whatever dude like if you're gonna believe that fine but you know then we'd talk about aliens He'd be like don't exist there is no space the other planets are sentient <laughs> beings everybody's gay and it's like all right <laughs>
1: I can I can get there. I can almost get there. I'm not a flat earther, but I I do subscribe to the matrix theory that this is all a this, yeah. this is all simulation.
2: I'm not I'm not I'm definitely not uh, dismissing that at all. I mean the flat earth thing it's a bummer because there's like cool conspiracy in everything especially with what's going on and it seems to be in plain sight but they like demand to make it game of thrones. <laughs> <laughs> like this is it. Yeah, it's like no, dude. It's people in suits. It's not lizards. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh shit.
0: Um, the flat. Well, what was I gonna say? The one, the part about the flat earther one that gets me the most irritated is if I was arguing with a flat earther, I'd be like, "You really think the f- earth is flat, you idiot?" And they'd be like, Well will prove that it's not." And I'd be like, "All right." right. Yeah god damn
2: it dude that's the thing is it's a war of attrition trying to like battle a flat earther because they just wait out your math so (laughs) it's like the onus is all of a sudden on you because they've claimed every photo is fake of the curvature of the earth so now you all of a sudden have to prove the you know the shape of the earth without any of the tools available and they don't have to do shit because you know their dicks,
1: because they, 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 their their reality is so ridiculous. They're like, no, just yeah. yeah.
2: They're speaking of a place of uh, from uh, from a place of such righteousness. It also it's not even a theory at this point. It's not a conspiracy. It's a religion. The people that buy into flat Earth, you know, if you get deep enough on the questioning, it's because they don't want to believe that we're on a rock hurtling through an infinite abyss and we are not the center of the universe. They want to believe that we are godlike and the entire universe is focused in on us.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Did you see... I forget what the hell it was called. I think it was on Netflix. Didn't they had like, a flat-earther documentary? And it's so My
2: ex-host was on it.
1: <laughs> was <Really? he?
2: laughs> Yeah, dude. He's gotten better credits than me <laughs> from just being a fucking lunatic. And good for him, to be honest.
1: I
0: can't... I can't, I can't even... Did you start watching it, Andy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I watched it a while ago. I was gonna bring up... The part that was, like, crazy to me is, like, you forget they're just... Like, they're still, like... No, like, they're still... People who have normal things about them, and they have like, I don't know. I just the part that stuck out was like, there's flat earther celebrities, and like they went to the flat earther convention, and you just see these like people being like, oh my god, can I get a picture? Like, <laughs> I need yeah. this for the IG. Also, everything's a lie. It's like such a weird reality they live in.
2: <laughs> Dude, a hundred percent. My guy, my podcast co-host on youtube is pretty well known especially within the flat earth community he has a podcast and it's creatively titled the flat earth podcast <laughs> uh, he's been on like you know he's been on chris jericho's show he's on sam tripoli's show he's like he's making the round so he's, he's you know people want to hear him out because it's fucking interesting to like watch the unraveling of somebody
0: <laughs> really so when he so he was a little more so you notice, like, a slow, I guess, decline, is the right No, word?
2: no. He was, he was dead on arrival. When I met yeah. him, it was, you know, he was full bore. Sandy Hook was fake. The school didn't even exist. Those children never existed. Like, fully in on, like, you know, what Wolfgang Halbig did, which this guy was such a psychopath, he led the charge to basically harass the parents of Sandy Hook victims. Yeah. People would show oh. up at their house being like, prove your kid ever existed. And they're like, What? (laughs) You know, it's like insane fucking, you know, awful troll shit.
1: Oh, except they mean it. Mm-hmm. That they feel it in their soul yeah
2: except they mean it and it's usually like all the people this is like deep existential uh, uh conspiracy shit but every person that and it might not be true but this is from my personal uh data pool everybody that we ever interviewed that was hardcore all in to conspiracy had like a major life trauma that caused their awakening so once they experienced like some life-changing shit that broke their spirit all of their interest was into was then projected into looking at how the world was fucking them over it was so clearly like slanted against them which it is you know but like <laughs> it, you know they, they don't want to look internally where the real 911 happened in their hearts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, man. That sounds like the same pathway. It sounds like a similar pathway. Like a lot of people, you hear, like, that happens to a lot of pedophiles. Like, they had some sort of trauma. And now I'm just picturing right. there's like one flat earther pedophile who no one wants to be around. <laughs> no, there's got to
2: be more than one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> They got, a, yeah. they got a lot of time by themselves, like the pedophile. They just get into flat earth just off of boredom. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a lot of Dude, like, did, you, did, did you see that
2: story? And this guy isn't a pedophile, but, like, I just watched it today of some dude that was on The Voice, and he, like, was one of the most wild rapists in the U.K. Mm-hmm. history, and they just caught him in 2019, and he was, like, touring live with The Voice, U.K.
1: Nah, I didn't no. hear that.
2: Dude, it's crazy. And he apparently was like, so he had this long, you know, decades long career of like just violently assaulting and raping women, did the voice, got like a little bit of fame and he looks like a fucking toy soldier weirdo. And then uh, they, while he was on tour with their company, with their touring thing, he was also
1: assaulting women. Yeah, I just Google voice rapist trying to find this story uh-huh. and it just doesn't bring up good articles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Imagine I just made this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just to get me to Google some
0: off awful- <laughs> the wall. Of <laughs> just to get your fucking.
2: That's how I plan a conspiracy about Carson Daly. I'm like <laughs> it was him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's crazy yeah you just like find out like uh after he was doing all this shit and you're like oh you know that guy you put a bunch of money behind fucking piece of garbage yeah, yeah
2: dude that's like vince champ shit too the way that i think they similarly found him because of the trajectory of the tour you know that when about that was- guy vince champ oh I was the, co-
0: the comedian right
2: yeah he's like the original og you know comedian rapist and oh. he, uh, they didn't have the internet or anything like that. They just charted the victims. And they were like, uh, what the fuck is this? Is it, they checked, like, traveling salesmen, like, tour, you know, musicians, all this stuff. And they, like, matched his tour schedule to these assaults. And that's how they got him.
1: Damn.
2: Yeah, crazy.
0: It's fucking crazy. That's, uh yeah and then law and order law and order got inspired and made the show
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah where the rape joke comedian was the actual rapist
0: and then (laughs) and then like six cops sit in the front row and like mean mug you the whole time
2: that is the best what a great situation that is also vince vince champ was totally clean bill cosby totally clean
0: that right he was yeah because in the law and order episode wasn't the comic being like it was Yo, a you know rape
2: what, yeah. you know what's
0: fucking sick rape and the audience is like yeah more, more. <laughs> well
2: because this was during that like remember when it might have been when all those like blogs and all those you know kind of like the what is it i'm trying to think of the fucking thing whatever like feminist blogs wasn't that it have around, now since blown up
0: it was around like the the Sam daniel Murrell tosh thing, thing. Daniel Tosh,
2: Sam Murrell, the great rape joke debate of like 2012 (laughs) or whatever, as Kurt Metzger called it. Jim (laughs) Norton, even Jim Norton went on W. Kamau Bell's show to, uh, to debate that woman uh lindy west, lindy I west think. yeah yeah and they debated what was funny and she was saying that it's never funny even though she made like three rape jokes during the interview which was interesting <laughs> and Did they she? all killed yeah they all killed
0: the thing uh, that annoyed me about that interview is like J- norton was just hitting her with like good arguments and stuff and i remember her just getting to a point where she's like well i just you know it's just i don't think it's very funny and i'm like is that what we're arguing about <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like, you just like that's how you got on a tv show
2: but that's when the law and order thing that episode came out of that so it birthed out of like this huge you know because that that's when all that stuff came out in all those different papers new york times i think even published something about it you know there was all those opinions about whether or not rape could ever be funny and so they did
1: that stupid episode <laughs> in order to make taking a stand
2: yeah meanwhile the guy should have been like fucking brian Regan. <laughs> he should have been like completely clean and then snatching chicks you know into his it was road car <laughs>
0: the, the dude should have just been on that show just like you park on a driveway and drive on a parkway like <laughs> um Oh, I uh, I wanted to say uh, your I saw on social media your uh, your son just hit a year old. Congratulations! Yeah, man,
2: that. thank you very much. Friday.
0: I was yeah, I was real. I was curious because you're a year old. You're a new father. How's that? How's that been going?
2: I mean, it's awesome. It's legitimately, you know, the best. And I mean, you, it's obviously weird considering the circumstances. But you know, I'm lucking out in the sense that I'm probably spending the most time I'll ever spend consecutively with my son in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been we've been one hundred percent spending time together and it's fucking it's the greatest. You know, I'm not on the road. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm doing some spots sometimes, but that's like, you know, one every two weeks or something or, mm. or a week. And then uh, for the most part, you know, I'm just working out of home and doing podcasts and shit. That's like
0: a, that's, go Nate. Uh, no, go ahead. My
1: question was Donald.
0: I was gonna say that's like a de- that's a decent trade off. Like obviously you want to be doing stand up, but if you're like I'm not I'm not on stage. Well, I I got to watch him. You know, learn what the color green was. Yeah, it's totally worth 120 thousand lives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd pay hundred k American lives for this experience again. <laughs> I would do it again. In fact, I'm gonna.
1: <laughs> oh yeah definitely, That's definitely yeah. maybe
2: this winter <laughs> who knows <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'll, that'll be that'll be the new fucking conspiracy it
2: like- oh it's already going and the thing there's so many interesting like storylines about it because god knows what's really going on and there are some cover-ups and people are misreporting and it's it, like and it's- was it weaponized what the fuck's <laughs> going on but then people are like it doesn't exist and i am not wearing a
0: cloth face <laughs> oh dude and then you want to just like i want to i want to just Cause I I, I don't want to let the fucking crazy part of me run too wild, and you want to you know you want to be sensible and this and that, and Who's then you do it, and then you see but yeah like did you guys see the picture of Fauci at the baseball game? He's just chilling in the stands like nuts to butts with two people, and he's got
1: his like nose out, and you're like, come on, how?
2: that's
0: <laughs> forcing
1: me to think you're a lizard, dude. Like yeah, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that uh, video that was, It was like going everywhere yesterday it was the like african lady and she was like i treated all these patients that we just did hydrochloroquine and such and such and like they hyped her up. It was all on Fox. And then like today, there I saw videos of her. They're just like made for TV infomercial things talking about how demon sperm is what caused uh, <laughs> caused in the ovaries and miscarriage and erectile dysfunction. So the same lady who was like, I know COVID is also like demon sperm exists. So and, and like,
2: I saw I saw a clip of that, but I didn't I didn't watch it. But I did see one comedian go, guys, like let's just look into it. it's the best i love i love people that are so open-minded they're retarded
0: oh dude i I, yeah you're talking about me i'm too open-minded sometimes where i'll just i'll just and I, i i remember i watched that in the i watched that in my bed last night just being like we're going to be okay guys and that then- <laughs> it was it, it did put a little hope in you right because <laughs> you you just i feel like i feel like for in 2020 no matter what it is like you're just getting butt fucked every, around every corner and then yeah. like you see this and you're like i just it's what what was the show fucking uh uh where they just go i just want to believe <laughs> i just want to believe <laughs> i don't know
1: yeah. x files
0: anyway um But that is the No, I'm right there with
2: you. I mean, a simple solution would be the fucking best. It really would. But I mean, (laughs) this is you know, and I think I'm sure a ton of people have already said this, but this is like a poor showing dry run for climate change and whatever whatever nightmare is gonna befall us as civilization when that shit hits the fan.
0: Oh no, no. I watched that I watched that doctor's other video. That's not real either. Don't worry. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It
2: could be, yeah, it could be solved with
0: hydrochloric. Queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's been it's been crazy. I'm a I'm a segue into another question. Like a good interviewer. No, cause, but it's been real crazy and like with all the changes. Cause I was real curious. Cause I saw you doing like um doing outdoor shows in front of cars. That had to have been yeah. insane.
2: Yeah, that was weird. I mean, it was one of those things, man, where it had been like over 90 days and I'm really? like, you know, it's it's we had flattened the curve at the time and it was just starting to be safe to have those type of things. And I was like, you know, you can't turn it turn it down. I feel like a a crackhead a little bit. It's been every single night for 12 years basically yeah. this thing so like to do to be without it it sounds melodramatic but it's a literal part of myself that didn't exist which is you know longest i've ever gone without doing stand-up so yeah. i i wanted to do it but, but yeah performing for cars was almost like live zoom
1: did you have did you have, <laughs> <laughs> did you have like nerves like that nerve that nervousness that you had yeah oh yeah
2: i wanted to throw up dude i that show so that show i was definitely nervous about i was like i i i wanted to do new but i knew i had to like probably fall into something old but like you know it's just how much it it was it was also exhilarating
1: yeah how much how much time were you doing that like first time back 12 i think 12 which
2: if i mean felt like 50 yeah Yeah. you know (laughs) I've done hours since, like I did my first hours. But I did a Mohegan Sun Comics, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, and that first, that you know, it was a two man show. So they're like Sagalo, you do twenty five, Ken and you want to 55? fifty five. I'm like,
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> all right, cool. How did the crowd feel? Like I, I did my first uh, like show this Saturday, just five. I just did five, but um, it like. It felt like everybody just was like, we're just happy to be doing some shit. Mm-hmm. It didn't really even matter like what was going on. Like, is that Did you get sort of that energy from them? Or are they like, nah, we're in a building. We paid. This feels that's normal, that's the, normal. But that's the dream of it
2: is like, you know, y- you hope that that's what it was. And there were shows like that. But like there were also, you got to think of who is attracted to going to a casino in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? I didn't even and, think about at, it like that. And you just can't escape. So it's got to be at least a section of those maniacs. And of course it was, you know, Brendan goes out there and says, hello. And instantly somebody goes, Trump 2020. And it's like, (laughs) Whichever way you go, that's the most divisive thing you could have yelled immediately. <laughs> it's like it's like you, you're really just throwing a daguen at me at the moment I got on stage for the first time in 120 days. Like Brendan handled it great, but like that first crowd was was almost like a bar fight. Like it was it was crazy. It reminds you of the combat comedy, and then of course there were like other shows where people literally between clapping and laughing were like thank you we appreciate you keep yeah. going like literally yelling that type of encouragement so that was that made it worth it obviously
0: yeah yeah that sounds dope as shit. yeah i think i think people i think people just want to do like regular shit i know i was feeling that where like i'm i'm all on board with the mask but even like i was at target this weekend and i'm still was having that like this fucking sucks
2: yeah 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 it does <laughs>
0: you're like you're like i could get on board with it conceptually but i could still be fucking
2: like it's just oh I you think, could totally still think it blows yeah like yeah, yeah I, I think that's a reasonable assessment by anybody that has to wear it it fucking sucks this whole situation sucks my father-in-law is like he's the best he's a, like a truther a covid truther and you know and he started Pandemic? like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. beyond and beyond. Uh <laughs> so we've had, you know, conversations, hilarious arguments, whatever. And he'd just like start going in on me and I'm like, "Listen, like you're retired and not doing shit. You you live here and you're this mad." I was like, "My whole job is over." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "There's nobody more mad about this than me." Like I'm I'm really upset. The thing I love mo- to do most in the world is fucking dead. Like I
1: can't even really do it for free that often if I wanted to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which of course that's the best part, you know, initially all these live shows are paying and you know, but then you get the oversaturation and now with outdoor shows people are like, "Hey, if you're dying for mic time, come by, do a free set." And it's like, yeah. "Eat my balls, dude. I haven't <laughs> made money in 5 months." <laughs>
1: i'm gonna i'm going to go broke. get in there like i can't. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> i'll pay 17 for the bridge get the
0: fuck out of here
1: <laughs> oh get, yeah fuck dude
0: oh that's so funny like hey no you, you just do <laughs> you just go up there and for exposure you're like i want to live to the end of the week motherfucker <laughs>
2: right yeah yeah exposure to the virus <laughs> 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 but it's also like you know i was i, I did uh this show it was cypher sounds and will Sylvins. vince it was their show and it, this was the first city spot I've done since all of this that made me feel like a comic again. Because we all, all three of us, got on, got on after my set and like we riffed back and forth. It was super, super fun. But it's like you know that was in a in in a backyard in a building. So these things only kind of work. Yeah. <laughs> in specific places. Otherwise, I'm like in the middle of Sheep's Meadow, Central Park, shouting at people without a microphone.
1: Yeah, that's the weird. That that's the the beautiful thing that i thought like i do like that i'm I'm getting a little like emotional with comedy but i do like the resiliency that you see with it like the like the the shit you like the shit in the central park and all that it sucks mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like it's still it's out great there. yeah it, people, it is
2: yeah. it's like organized homelessness though you know <laughs> you're like you're shouting at people just but it's okay but they're listening they're like
1: this one does, his shirt his shirt's iron well listen.
2: yeah it's yeah. also like it's a great exercise of like presence. Do you know what I mean? This is kind of out there and shit. But it, in terms of it, because it means nothing. Each show is like yeah. a week apart or whatever. Yeah. It's not leading to anything. Yeah. It's the on, the only thing that matters is the show. Yeah. So you know it, that it's like a good. I, I think that's kind of a good thing to put the stakes on that fifteen minutes and you know only that.
0: Yeah. You know what's a, you know what's a whole nother mind fuck though is like you got you were saying this and it's completely valid but then at the same time you'll see in the news and it'll be like so and so just signed a deal for this movie and you're like what's real dude
2: yeah <laughs> i mean listen we're not up for movies so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so for us it means nothing
1: you did just put out a movie though didn't you
2: i did yeah oh, it, it was on amazon prime yeah called, um, called timing
0: that's right. No, it looked um it was funny because I uh <laughs> it, it, it well I I heard you on your your podcast before talking about it and you really like downplayed it but then you posted the links and shit and I remember it was like, yo, Mike can act. <laughs> and then I remember seeing you say something where you're like, I was blacked out most of it. And you're like, what's going on?
2: <laughs> I was I was definitely, there's one scene, and Feeney and I go over it on Irish Goodbye, and, you know, to the editor's credit, they tried to minimize this as much as possible. But there's like a moment where I'm like, I don't mean to interrupt you. But and yeah. I'm,
0: I'm also uh, to full, full disclosure. I'm trying to downplay that I listened to Mike's podcast. But when you played that, <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Down- like, don't
1: act like you would dabble
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to downplay it. Um, But no, for, <laughs> no. But like when you guys played that fucking part for real, for real. It like your reaction. Cause Mike was playing the fucking like like club owner perfectly,
2: right? Just oh, like okay. I'm
0: doing you the biggest favor. Da, he's da, such da.
2: a twat, and just was, to his <laughs> core.
0: And he was and he was being such. Yeah, he's being the, the he was being such a cunt in the character he was playing, and then. Like it was just beating you down. And then your reaction of just like, Oh, thank you so much. It immediately hit me in my soul where I was just like, I've been there. I've been there where they're just tearing you apart and you just have to grovel and be like, thank you so much, sir. May I have some more stage time, sir?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing It's like, I've been there as well. I'm, you know, I still feel like I'm there sometimes, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't know me, I don't know if you pick up that I'm drunk, but to us, You know, and we can point it out that (laughs) there's a moment where, if you really pay attention, I'm clearly drunk. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you said blackout drunk like yeah yeah the for lie? sure
2: like lights out because we had shot for like 16 hours that day and the final scene that we were supposed to do was uh a drinking scene between me and my co-lead and you know it's an indie movie i'm not fucking drinking fake booze i'm getting yeah. lit the fuck up <laughs> i didn't even think this would ever come out to be perfectly honest so <laughs> i like we had like 86 drinks during a scene and i'm like well my day is done that went great and he's like we're sneaking another shot and i'm like like you can't fucking be serious (laughs) Like couldn't you know barely stand and then we do this scene and i'm just glassy eyed like you
1: know like half growling it's hilarious too
0: it's hilarious because you just like if you if you if you frame it in the way where you're like he's hammered you're like oh yeah i could hear it but if you don't know that you're like the raw emotion from mike Cannon.
2: No, so maybe I shouldn't have uh divulged, but honestly, I think it's hilarious to know that I'm drunk.
0: It's it's great. It's great too when you see like <laughs> And also I've
2: since stopped drinking everybody, so don't be concerned. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah, you've stopped drinking for what, like two years now?
2: Uh like 19 months.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh bro. What? I said Andy gets you. You just, just knew <laughs> <laughs> no
2: but i appreciate the roundup i mean you know i don't know how long i'm gonna go it's not even like a life or i haven't definitively made it a life choice it was just supposed to be during my wife's pregnancy and now I'm, well,
1: well and no i'm them. i'm genuine, straight edge, like straight edge no no, no i'm
2: high right now i smoke oh, i smoke oh, a ton of pot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey
0: <laughs> no well no i i was just curious about it just because like i'm i swear to god i go week to week like being like should i stop Cause I don't, I don't have like a problem, but I do enjoy the, the, I don't know. I, sometimes I think about not doing it and I'm like, is it, is it, is it dope?
2: Um, I mean at times, yeah, I, I like not wait, not waking up hungover is maybe the most underrated activity a human being can do. It is like, I mean, I still, after 19 months, I am not sick of waking up like as clear headed as I could possibly be. Just the hangovers got so fucking brutal, my anxiety was absolutely through the roof. It crashed my depression, so it like meant mental health wise it was super it was fucking with well,
0: yeah, cause that's what i'm really curious- that's what I'm really curious about because i I went what the hell like me and my wife were talking about it, and I noticed that when we were talking about it, oh. Like we, we, I wanted to do a break, and I noticed, oh, your birthday's in two months. That's a good like goalpost. Let's stop doing it for two months. Yeah. And I noticed, yeah, like I started sleeping better, and the mental health stuff definitely shifted because I, I, personally have like real bad anxiety a lot of the time, and Same. so it did did you notice like a noticeable difference? Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, I I feel everything. So it's like you can't even numb it for those few brief hours. But, like, those few brief hours for me drinking were, like, not worth the next day feeling it that much more ramped up. So my spikes of anxiety were more drastic and, like, all the time and now it's you know it's a hum where it's above fifty percent. I am always anxious, but now I'm doing other shit also to manage that, whereas I don't have to battle alcohol and everything else. You know what are
1: you doing to manage it?
2: Like working out and uh, stuff like that. Like, I'm about to start therapy. Actually, I just uh, I reached out to some ther- to a, a therapist recently, and mm-hmm. they just had like a cataclysmic life event, so they're no longer practicing for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so now I'm uh, now I'm like going online to one of those, uh, you know, I don't know, Michael Phelps doctors yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What <laughs> he he uh, isn't he the spokesman for
0: some fucking online therapy? Oh, I oh, like BetterHelp or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes, that's it. Uh, oh yeah, I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about looking into that because I was looking, I was like doing the math through my health insurance, and then I looked mm. at BetterHelp, and I was just like, oh, I'll just do the phone therapy, not the actual yeah. lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to see somebody in the face. Yeah, I'll just text my problems. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah. So okay, that's good to know about. <laughs> drinking less makes you feel better i'm uh yeah i mean
2: you know it, I, I think it, it obviously it made me lose a bunch of weight too quarantine has kind of been difficult for you know maintaining that but it, it immediately sheds pounds obviously you're more apt to working out because you have ec- extra energy you're not eating like a complete dickhead because you're not shit-faced and your decision making isn't you know dulled yeah i don't know for me personally like uh, you know other people can do it. I I love that Feeney can drink and he can function, you know, at his top level. Shane Gillis can drink and operate at his top level. I fucking admire guys like that. I wish I could. I yeah. just for I just for
1: a while I couldn't. Shane you have this actually levels him up. He's a better human being. I think. <laughs> I don't like that guy. So much. <laughs>
0: oh yeah drunk drunk shane functions on a whole different level i remember doing a fair one one time and you look back when he would like i swear to god he'd bring like a case of beers in and -hmm. he'd just be sharp as shit and you see how many were behind there and you're like what's going on dude (laughs) um did you also get the whole because i know for me like i could even have like a a few beers and then like have a few beers on a saturday and then the next day you're just like not completely fucking there. So that's that's like the other that's the other incentive for me just to have I don't know like kill like the it kills the next day and so on.
2: Yeah. I mean I've never had a few beers in my life. <laughs> but you know it, it's either like zero or a million. I I don't have that middle gear because I don't like that I don't actually don't like the taste of alcohol. I don't enjoy any part of it besides the feeling.
0: Well, I'm. I'm. (laughs) It's funny because I'm the same way. So I have to like get in front of it. Where I only had a few beers because I only bought a few beers. (laughs) I (laughs) I forced myself to only get a six pack. Like if I got the twelve pack, if I got the case, like I'm going through it. So I I identify with that too. Where like like once you start, you're like, well, I just keep going until I fall over.
2: Yeah, yeah. Until I go to sleep. Because why would (laughs) what? What? Why am I
0: stopping? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Also,
2: I feel like, you know, and this is uh, probably a rationalization, but, like, I can't do anything once I've started drinking. Like, I can't, like, have two beers and then go to the gym. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. if I'm drinking, I'm now committed to drinking.
1: That's the rest of the day.
2: Yeah, that's the rest of the
0: day yeah because no, yeah, it, it it sucks to like stop drinking and then then you just get sleepy and you're like and it really hits home how you just wasted the previous hours
1: right. <laughs> <And you're> just, <laughs> it's just like i'm just sleepy now and slightly fatter i've been trying to take this time that andy's being sober to convince him to do shrooms uh but he he won't get I, i've been trying to tell him because he's because of his anxiety and shit i really think that like the mushrooms oh, yeah. would like help with that a little bit at least one time just experiencing it and getting that going through that in your mind yeah. but I, I brought that up because i know you're i do know that you you are it, in a psychedelic so i, was, I got mm-hmm. some attacking with
2: yeah me, like 100
1: and get to do drugs
2: 100 <laughs> you yeah andy you got to do mushrooms well all, because a lot of people think that because they have anxiety that's why they shouldn't but that's the exact reason why you should and mushrooms is an amazing thing where if you just trust fall and let the trip happen instead of battling the you know the feeling and trying to like be straight and normal if you just completely go with it and green light it you're gonna get you're gonna get to the other side with less anxiety because it'll make you it'll make you confront some shit. It'll make you get to the bottom of certain things. It'll elate you to a level that you realize that this is real connectivity with our fellow people, with our fuck it, with nature, with whatever. If you do mushrooms correctly, it will change your life for the better.
1: But I got a friend who I just put him on to his first time a couple of weeks ago and he texted me. He was like he was like uh he, he's like a he's like a ladies man type dude and he was like i just text eight different girls on my phone i love them and he's like and i think i mean it <laughs> like but- <laughs> he definitely did mean it yeah. yeah yeah that's what i said to him i was like you do if you yeah get it, you do that's not a
2: scumbag move that means you're just shooting rainbows out of every <laughs> yeah. pore of your body <laughs> and they're just texting him back like yeah rainbows
0: sure yeah. Uh-
2: <laughs> but um, that's not to, that's not to say everybody should do mushrooms i don't want to give a blanket green light to people if you're like if you have genuine mental illness like bipolar stuff don't do it yeah. because that can really trip some stuff and fuck with people and i've seen it happen yeah and uh yeah. kanye is a good example of that actually because he talked a lot about hallucinogens and like two records ago and it's like dude if you're that slippery already mentally you yeah. can't you can't trip the wire like that like it'll it, it could irrevocably fuck you up
0: yeah all right well i got i may i may have to I may have to uh, cross a few things off the list then just to double check on that. Cause I was, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I had, I had a moment today cause I was listening to a podcast where a dude was describing his like bipolar disorder. And mm. I was just like, I've, I've, I felt that. I felt <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and then I got freaked out and I, I, I looked up like legitimate bipolar disorder and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So I was like, something's going on up there. It's not that though. <laughs> 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 well, I, might have to, I might have to double check a few things first but no i was w- w- the, the thing that's been making me more open to it was we did we'd have moments on the podcast where i start saying i'd start because like i've been real more introspective since you know pandemic and all this other stuff has happened and mm. i just you know and i have been leaning towards that like we just gotta love each other and da 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 and then like there'd be this pause and nate would just be like Andy, you want to do mushrooms, and I'd be like, How
1: you-? <laughs> "Yeah, like you don't know you want to do them, but you want to do them. Like your body wants to go through it." I'm yeah.
0: definitely inching closer. I gotta be. Re- I gotta be honest about that. Mushrooms completely
2: recalibrated my morality code. Like I, you know, I think it was always there, and the stuff that I find important now was definitely there. But I think it like polished the rock a little bit, where it was just covered with some other egocentric shit.
1: Yeah, I a hundred percent know the feeling you mean. Mm. So
0: yeah, that that's the other thing too, because I think sometimes I get to like I had this moment, uh <laughs> like I like the fucking other day, like I'm getting too I'm getting too up in my own shit about whatever fucking like, oh p- you know, people aren't watching enough of this thing I did. And mm. then, you know, you get like a you get a message from I get a message from my parents being like, Oh, this family member has this illness, and then you like kind of step out of yourself for a second and realize like what the fuck am I complaining about? Right. And I definitely th- I, I don't know where that was going. I'm a bad person is what I'm trying to say. Um, you're not a
2: bad person. You just get caught up in stuff that everybody gets caught up in. And but with the help of mushrooms and maybe even uh text therapy, it, you know, it, <laughs> you could you could just start sh- kind of shrugging those things off. They'll never not bother you cuz that shit bothers me and you know, it it's just something that like hopefully you learn to let it go quicker than getting just tangled up in that fucking ridiculous thought vortex
0: oh yeah that would definitely be that would definitely be super helpful because i'm i'm a i'm i'm the king of like yo that thing that guy said to me two years ago that was fucked up and then that's just the next hour are you irish
2: yeah yeah that makes sense (laughs) that's that's every irish person like just hanging on to (laughs) to grudges left and right but never really vocalizing it or communicating it
0: Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just real I'm a real agreeable in a conversation and then the second the conversation is over, I just go go down everything I should have said. Yeah.
2: Well, I've seen my parents' families like each each side like their siblings argue about decade old shit that they've never brought up before. Like I've seen both sides of the family do that. And that's like a real talent to hang on to something for 10 fucking years and then just slam it on somebody at like a backyard party. (laughs) (laughs) What was that?
1: That sounds, that sounds like a terrible part of you guys culture.
2: Yeah, it's a nightmare, but it's also entertaining because it just like, you know, people are wild. They just, you know, you never know what you're going to get with a fucking, you know, an Irish family party in the backyard.
0: Well, it's Yeah, it's great too cuz you it's it's a real like 0 to 60 where you're all just like, "Yeah, so, you know, I was thinking about maybe hitting up Bed and Bath." Oh god, like it's just it just I remember happened. when you left us at Bed Bath and Beyond, <laughs> I was 4 years old. I pissed my pants ever since. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you just get hit with the fucking drive by of a, of a mental problem. I I <laughs> thankfully have this I no, trust me. I do want to do that where I just I want to confront someone about something that happened 3 years ago that I should have said something better, but I have that other voice to go that's crazy
1: (laughs) (laughs) that voice makes
0: sense to me yeah 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 yeah. no i i I thankfully have that voice because like i told you last week nate a lot of times i get people if i tell them about my anxiety or whatever they get surprised and it's because i have that voice to be like this is insane slow down dude
2: (laughs) i mean it's good it's good that you have that moral barometer because some people don't and they just fucking green light everything
0: oh yeah yeah they definitely green light fucking everything um i'm talking about way too much about myself uh <laughs> no it's great man we're getting to the bottom of you fucking figuring out. Yo, i don't have i'm gonna fucking cancel my credit card on better help get the fuck out of here i just gotta do a podcast
2: <laughs> yeah dude you just gotta put nate through hell every week <laughs> with your emotional dumping on him
1: Oh, so you,
0: so you do listen uh <laughs>
2: i mean honestly that's more or less what we do on our show too i just you know i take my week out on feeney and then uh he he's passive aggressive
0: yeah i i definitely i'm one more week and i gotta start fucking paying nate it's it's getting too much you been paying me i
1: know you <laughs> too
0: long this is
1: new this isn't just start <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I'm, I'm i'm really curious to i'm really curious to hear uh what you have to say about uh this mike and the fact that you know, being a professional comedian and doing all, doing all that, I'm really curious, like where it's kind of like a corny question, but like just in a general sense, like where do you see comedy going and stuff like that? Cause I am, I am genuinely curious to hear your perspective on that. Um, I mean,
2: I don't know. I think it's fractured for sure. And there's main, there's like mainstream comedy and then there's the comedy that, you know, people consume and, I don't know the the stuff, the offshoot comedy, obviously like, you know, the big Patreons, the big podcasts, the big digital shows like Andrew Schultz, like big, everybody, all comedians are now independently producing their own stuff. They're putting out, you know, clips, sketches, whatever on their YouTube channel. They're trying to build that up. So obviously like, you know, maybe there's going to be like networks of certain comics. I mean, there already is there's collectives, like all things comedy and, and, but uh, you know, I think big business and shit like that is always gonna have a hand in it because how could it not? It makes money, (laughs) so they're gonna they're gonna flash enough bucks at somebody for them to fucking take it in lieu of freedom.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You saw that with uh, you saw that with uh, that. That's what cracked me up the most about YouTube, where that was supposed to be like the Wild West or whatever, and a bunch Mm. of weird shit, and then immediately you start seeing like all like if you go to youtube trending it's always like a fucking jimmy fallon clip or whatever yeah yeah and they pay for that oh yeah you they know,
2: do. it, don't they? A, yeah of course you know they they throw a lot of money into the visibility of those videos and it's like you know, know that i guess you can but the the free market of uh of the internet doesn't really exist like like it does. And it doesn't, you know what I mean? Certain, certain things obviously squeeze through and they find their own thing. But even most of the big podcasts with like a huge YouTube following, they're all they're They all have marketing people that they pay to elevate their videos and get their clips out of there. And, and, you know, that's just the game. Now you have to, you have to spend money to get seen.
1: I was just reading a little story about just something on, on Reddit. It was some they were talking about that guy, Little Nas X, and they were saying like how before he blew up, like with that song, he was hmm. always on the top like page of like certain subreddits just from his Twitter presence. And it was uh, like I, that, but they were saying he got like accused of using like Twitter bots. It was like him a little dicky they were talking about, but that just stuck out to me is like, oh shit, like these people are getting stupid famous just from like you said, spending money on getting themselves noticed. Yeah. Then yeah. From there.
2: And you can't fault them, right? You yeah. know, it's uh, I'm not I'm not mad at that. It just like it just sucks to be somebody who is not making enough money to yeah. compete with that ad buy. Like I don't I don't have the resources to do that. So it gets frustrating when like you know it's an, it's supposed to be an independent. The good stuff gets to the top, but you know not all the time because it could get buried with everybody else putting out their own shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you and then you run into the thing where. It, that's the funny part about like oh the internet you know we're taking away gatekeepers and blah 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 but also you have to learn how to be a marketing executive yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: we're now not- our own pr for, pr firm agent producer writer director you know editors and comedians
1: but it, like you said it's not something you could be mad at though it just is what it is now like yeah
0: yeah,
2: yeah it's adapt or die dude you know a lot of people I know a lot of people that were only doing stand-up you know city and then like a little road they had very little social media presence they definitely didn't have a podcast and they were making all of their money on the road and now they're like sitting on their dicks not doing shit like waiting for this to come back and it's like adapt or die dude you're gonna have a different job in six months if you keep just fucking waiting around
0: yeah Oh, you got, you guys, uh, you and Feeney and Sagalo did that with, uh, what, what's the scenario? Yeah. Yeah. We started a
2: Patreon total separate podcast from Irish goodbye, but it is, you know, it's, it's Feeney and I, and then Brendan Sagalow, the three of us and it's Patreon exclusive. And, uh, you know, it's like. What you do with your boys, right? You toss around hypothetical scenarios, you know, all that type of shit. We take those questions from our Patreon listeners. They help build the show. We also release all of our content early, you know, to them, so they yeah. get a they get the sneak peek. And uh, you know, we're totally malleable in the sense that we want to turn it almost into a full functioning entertainment studio <clears throat> where it's like they're funding the content that we're making. If that can act as our budget, and we can actually pull from that to create. that's the fucking goal man you know you you fund your own shit people keep it going and the interest you know completely is generated by the people
0: that was real that was real interesting to me too because i I noticed you were saying that like that that whole show what's the scenario is like audience driven right
2: yeah yeah totally
0: and do you you do you like <laughs> no cuz i i related to that cuz i i do, when i do my uh twitch streams a lot of times i'll do where like the audience will just be like what do you guys want to talk about what do you want to watch have you have you run into some like interesting curveballs that you were just like oh shit i didn't think we were going to go there tonight i mean yeah well we the,
2: the people that signed up for it like you know they are the hardest of the core fans of us three because we don't have a free podcast to promote it on like we kind of that we promoted on irish goodbye briefly but we're a part of gas digital so i don't want to like i'm not trying to fuck that up with it yeah. with anything and you know we're doing this purely because it's a different show and it's you know it's a fucking pandemic. So we gotta make some money. But uh so these people are really hardcore. They sought the they sought this out and found it. And so they know us so well that they'll like ask a specific question about a moment in our childhood that we breathe you know, offhandedly said in an episode three years ago. That's a dope
1: level of a fan base to have now, no, like that level of interaction. I feel like I, I don't know it, but it seems like that's gotta be a nice like one or not one to one, but the closest i mean it's, it's more or
2: less close to one to, one to one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's great you know when people take that much interest in not only your work but you as a human being like yeah that's <laughs> what's cooler than that
0: i had i had a fucking i because i i got a few fucking people like i said who watch me on twitch like i had it the other day where the dude hit me up and he's like hey tell your wife happy birthday and i was like what'd you say and i'm like oh wait <laughs> they like my shit that's why they know that <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, it's
1: <they're> still hilarious. <laughs> like, your wife happy birthday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> unless she's got only OnlyFans floating around, I don't know about which.
2: That's a way to make money.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So, I, we're we're getting to the end, and I'm really curious about this because you're you're a big fan of Rad, Mike. Uh, yeah the biggest (laughs) i'm really i'm really uh curious because i haven't seen the movie yet i watched a trailer for it i uh uh, i didn't hate it but i was was still confused what is it about rad Mm -hmm. That got nate if you don't know what it well mike michael explain what what is it about rad that fucking gets you going (laughs) so
2: so it, it's like a lot of things this is a, this is a meaty question <laughs> what it definitely should not be but red is a oh, 19- take eight. Your time dude <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a BMX movie from 1986 it's like a classic 80s movie you know a classic in the sense of how it was constructed it actually didn't do well when it first came out uh, it became slowly a cult classic through like you know video stores and Captain America's and blockbusters and all that shit and uh you know it was one of the first almost like viral analog stories where that tape just got passed around so much that it became like this weird swelling fan base but it's about you know it's like a come from behind story about a, a kid from a small town competing against corporate uh, interests with mongoose and like all these big bike companies and he you know he ends up spoiler alert he ends up winning at the end <laughs> but uh i grew up in a neighborhood in fort montgomery it was right outside of west point and uh, I grew up in this place with all boys. All of them were older than me. All of them had BMX bikes. I watched this movie when I was three. I learned how to ride a two-wheeler when I was four. I was going off jumps at four and a half Like because of this movie, because of the older boys. And like that memory and feeling and attachment to that part of my life is why I've loved this movie forever. And I've seen it no less than like, three or four hundred times
1: oh, shit. i just looked at pictures of it it looks ridiculous i didn't mean
2: this, yeah you no know, no it's, no. It, it's totally fi- Any anytime like anytime i try to explain this to people i'm like i don't know if you'll like it like chances are <laughs> you probably won't it's a it's an 80s movie it's definitely like ridiculous but that said if you meet somebody that like in college i met like three people that knew that knew the movie were friends still
0: just
2: because because of that that. yeah you just have that connection and i actually i got surprised i was uh i was a guest on jim norton and sam roberts like uh, two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and uh so i saw that sam rad had has just came out actually weirdly enough i named my son after the lead character his name Mm -hmm. is crew and uh cru Mm -hmm. and the 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 first time, for the first time the movie ever came out on demand was on my son, Crew's first birthday. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so it just hit is, on friday
2: yeah which is so crazy so i saw Except sam R- sam roberts got like the dvd sent to him he got it he posted it on social media i put a rad background as like the virtual background on my zoom and uh popped in and they're like oh hey what's up man and they're like nice rad background i'm like yeah you know i uh, saw you got the movie sam that's cool like just you know i was just gonna kick off a conversation or whatever and right. sam's like well it's crazy uh the reason why we brought you in is because we are surprising you with the cast of Rad, <laughs> and they fucking surprised me with Bill Allen, who was Crew Jones, Bart Connor, who played Bart Taylor, the bad guy, who was in who was an Olympic gold medalist for the United States in gymnastics, and uh, Talia Shire, Rocky's wife, who played the mother, Crew's mother, and she produced the movie with her husband.
0: Oh, Wait, okay. was it so? Was it like oh? Did he literally surprise you, or was it just a scheduling thing? he so he
2: surprised me. Sam knew they were coming on, oh, and, and then asked ass- like- and then asked me the night before to do the show. But he never oh. told like he never told me, alluded to it or anything like that. I was like fighting back tears <laughs> for forty five minutes while we interviewed these people. And like, I mean, you know, it's funny because they just made me realize that I kind of work for the movie without realizing it because he was uh, the guy who played crew Jones was like busting my balls lightly about naming my son crew. (laughs) But he was like, honestly, dude, that's awesome because your son is going to have to explain to people where he got that name. And because of that, the movie will live on. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" So I'm in I'm a fucking marketing rep for Rad a, just a, uh, just through biology.
0: <laughs> no, it's a great point because like Crew is a specific name. Mm. Oh, he's gonna <clears throat> he's gonna get to a certain age though, being like the goddamn name.
2: It's oh yeah,
0: having to explain it
2: for sure. Yeah, but at least um, it's easy to spell.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. W- wasn't there also like a crazy thing with like the D- Like you couldn't get the DVD.
2: Yeah, it was tough. I, I remember in college, like when eBay and all that stuff was, it was not, not when it was just coming out, but when it was like really in full swing, I, everybody would look for it and they'd have bootlegs and shit like that, but they'd come and they'd be empty. You know, it, w- it would just be a mess. So they haven't had a, a proper release since 1986 until this past Friday, the 24th.
1: I, have, I, have, I just have a dream, a thing I'll be hoping for for you forever. It has nothing to do with your own aspirations, but I hope they reboot the movie and cast you at some role in it.
2: Yeah. Oh, it- man, I, I want to play the drunk guy that's the head of Mongoose, <laughs> Duke Best. <laughs> if I could play Duke Best in the next one, I'll gain a hundred pounds for that part.
0: So it really had... that's That's real funny. I didn't realize it had... I thought it was... Because I remember, like, Tosh brought it up on an episode once before and i've been I, more jealous i thought i thought it was like a run like just a running bit and then i remember hearing you bring it up and i was just like oh no this is like this is a lifestyle yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i'm in i'm a member of the rad group on facebook and it gets real <laughs> intense in there um i also i've bought not one but two bmx bikes during quarantine that i'm fixing up it's like it's i don't know what i'm doing but i'm falling ass backwards into regression
0: no i get it dude i i saw you post the bmx bike and then i went to my parents and i my my dad was like th- throwing stuff out and i saw my old bmx bike he was like ready to throw it out and there was a part of me being like eh, maybe, maybe i'll fix it up maybe i'll fix it up
2: <laughs> uh, you should yeah it's the best i, I, still- I bought the pads for my mongoose i bought the crew jones pads from the movie rad <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice i uh, dude i still i still think about i'll go every couple months being like i should get a skateboard you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you should we should all just do if you well. have health
2: insurance there's no reason not to
0: that's a really <laughs> good point that's a really good point i'm gonna yeah. i'm going out <laughs> the second this podcast is over i'm figuring out where let me get a skateboard hell yeah Hell yeah! Well, hey, we're getting we're getting about to the end. I think this is a good place to wrap it up, Mike. For me and Nate, thank you so much for coming on, man. This of course, has been a great man. episode.
2: Thank you so uh, much for having me. I appreciate it. You guys are the best.
0: Yeah. Do you want to throw out plugs or whatever?
2: Yeah, yeah, Uh, just add at I am Mike Cannon on every single social media. Uh, My YouTube has my special. It has my first hour up there as well. It's Mike Cannon Comedy on YouTube. I have a ton of stand-up sketches, all that shit. Uh, And watch my movie Timing on Amazon Prime. But if you live in any other country besides America and the UK and want to see it, uh, just DM me, I'll get you a copy.
0: Hell yeah, go check that out. Mike's super funny. Guys, gals, until next time, have a good one, be about it, peace. Appreciate you guys.